0: Welcome to the Thursday edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. I am Kevin Cole. I am joined, as always, on Thursdays by Lee Sharp. Lee, we got no Thursday night action, and it's week 17, so that means, of course, we have no Monday night action, too. We have all 16 games on the week 17 slate on Sunday. And being the last week of the season we got a lot of concerns as far as who's going to play, who's not going to play, how that's affecting things, how that's moving the line. We've heard in a few instances, like the, with the Steelers and some others, that there will definitely be players resting. So maybe before we talk about uh, which plays you like this week, uh, where you may have some leans, and I think that's going to be the majority of the conversation tonight, maybe we'll talk just from a macro perspective here, overlooking Week 17 how do you play it how much do you account for these ambiguous situations do you want to bet into these ambiguous situations or being a quantified quantifiable type of guy will you stay away from those and try to stick to the situations where there are less of these uh unknowns at stake
1: yeah um i as you uh somewhat alluded to tend to try to take a quantifiable approach. And this, this stuff is very hard to quantify. I have looked at it a few times and seeing if like, you know, different, different, uh, you know, situations, do you have different, uh, you know, patterns and in, in, in how you bet them in terms of the motivation uh, discrepancies, but it, it doesn't uh, nothing that I've been able to point to identifies too much clearly that like, these are the right sides based on motivations. I think that, you know, this is a, a also a real opportunity for for you know market asymmetry. Different people can have different amounts of information. Um, you know, if they're if they're more familiar with the team or the plans. Uh and it, it can be very hard, you know, there's a lot of information out there and it can be very hard to to track at once and, and not all the information is complete, right? You could have a situation, you know, uh where a team is going to start their quarterback and they announce they go to start their quarterback. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to play the whole game, for example. Right. And so if you're modeling and betting, you know, based on how you would expect that player to perform in that game, your model has the potential to be off. Um, so for the games that are what I call uh, a team is uh, locked, right, where they, they don't they're going to be a playoff team and there's no way that the game can like meaningfully improve their playoff position Uh, those games i tend to just stay away from uh i don't i don't think that those are the right spots to find value you're going to find that those if you're modeling something or whatever you're going to find that often those lines are very far apart from what your model suggests it's just not a great betting opportunity for me in my view
0: yeah yeah no that that makes sense (laughs) it always is a little I mean, it makes sense, and it still, in a way, can be counterintuitive, the fact that the teams you can almost trust the most this weekend are those that aren't even going to be playing in the playoffs. So, like, they, they don't have any reason necessarily to win. In fact, they're probably hurting their draft position by doing so, but yet... There isn't also a reason to to rest, so there's no motivation to actually rest the players, which is even bigger than the lack of motivation as far as the season being, for all intents and purposes, over for them. So that that's an interesting dynamic there. Now, I want to talk to you about a few games in particular. Uh, I mentioned that the Steelers said Ben Roethlisberger is going to rest. It makes sense for them. They had a bye week that they weren't even expecting. I think it was in week four, and then they've been playing ever since. So that's a very long stretch of time. Uh, ben looks like he could use you know, a, a quick trip to the, the TB12 clinic to get some uh, stem cell, maybe, <laughs> uh, <laughs> injections or, or something going on, the, the, the Fountain of Youth or whatever Brady is patenting over there. Um, so that one, it looked like it opened at four. I saw that it was seven and a half pretty quickly. Now it's up to nine and a half so is that is that a stay away game for you then yeah I'm
1: sorry, I mean, this again, is this is
0: cleveland being favored by the way this is cleveland being favored so that's how it shows you know exactly how uh how far things have moved in that direction
1: yeah and the, you know this is kind of one of those games too where when you see uh you know what's going to happen it it it, once how week 16 plays off it can look at these depending on what you're looking at at the opening line right like prior to week 16 you know if you're looking at lines from back then it you know they're going to assume probably that the the games are going to be relevant but the way things worked out you know the bills and the Steelers are locked into two and three it just depends on the order and there's really not that much difference between 2 and 3 now that there's only one bye team. The only real difference is, is if both of them win their wild card game, which one gets to host the game. And, you know, especially in a year where home field advantage is really minimal, it's just not enough, especially like you were saying that the Steelers haven't had a a, a real bye week. And so it just makes sense to give them a lot of rest.
0: Now, the Bills are interesting though because I I haven't been wa- I haven't been watching too closely earlier today, so correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I think there's an assumption that they're not going to play, or that they may you know take some some load off of some guys, but I'm not sure how explicit that is. They're still a two point favorite uh, from what I'm looking at here. Now I don't know if books are hedging a bit and not letting not letting a bunch of action get down on that, but uh, I see it as only a two point favorite. And like you mentioned, I think there's from a rational perspective. I would say the chance of home field advantage a couple of rounds down the pike doesn't really make sense to me to not take advantage of the bye. Um, but then again, if Monday Night Football, the game against the Patriots, was any uh, was any indication... They might be trying to get Josh Allen just as much production and touchdowns as, as humanly possible in order to to put him into that MVP race. So what do you think about that the fact that they're still favored in a game where the Dolphins really need to win this game?
1: Yeah, um I, you know, it it it's very it's hard to know what the what the market is signaling so, I did see a statement from Josh Allen that he's like we want to go get the number 2 seat, right? And it made me it may be, you know, for example, that a team like Buffalo, which has had a, a you know playoff drought for a long time, that you know this is a a team that really wants uh, uh, a second playoff home game, right? And so if they can get their their, their first one in, and they you know it ends up being Bill uh, Bill Steelers, they really want that game. I I could understand that like emotionally in terms of that. For you know from a strictly rational perspective, I don't think it's the right thing to do. Uh, this line does suggest to me that they do think that the Bills are going to be, you know, trying to win the whole game. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I guess I would maybe not, actually, because I think I would now that I'm thinking about it a little more because I, I think I would think that it would be deeper. I'm looking now at the, the opening is like five and a half. So this. Yeah, you know, yeah they, it would definitely be deeper but yeah, still this is two suggesting is not to me you know
0: it's not nothing
1: yeah yeah two is not nothing so you know it's suggesting to me that it, it may be that they think hey you know if we get up a decent lead on the dolphins eh, you know we'll just we'll just uh, you know we'll we'll start wrestling some people right and you know, it's it's very hard to tell, and it may be game situation dependent as well. And there's no way for betters to know in advance, really. Uh, th- which is why, to me, again, these are just not games that I'm I'm inclined to bet. Uh, I just don't feel like we have enough confidence in what, what, what what's what's going to happen with the bills.
0: Okay, well, let's talk about the games that you are a little bit more confident. To bet. I don't know if you have a rank ordering of those that you like, but let's start. You know, near the top, or if you have a, a tie for for the games that you like this week, uh, what are you looking at?
1: Sure, I would I would describe it as I've got sort of two bets and two leans, if you will. Um, uh, my first sort of bet is uh, Jets uh, Patriots. Um, you know, uh, a week ago, uh, if you wanted to bet this, you would have gotten the Patriots minus 10, and now it's the Patriots minus three.
0: Uh, yeah, you well, know, I guess they're trying to figure out whether or not Cam Newton can pass uh, 75 yards passing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get that. I, I get that, that he's not the, the, you know. And the, the Jets he, are on
0: fire. They're on fire. <laughs> right,
1: and that's, that's where they lose me, right? Especially because, you know, this had already been the, the the ten was already out there after the game against the, where the jets beat the rams so this isn't a reaction to that game uh the game where they beat the browns uh, you know that's not a real game in some sense like the, the browns had all of their wide re- they, you know they're in practice squad wide receivers in that game I, I have a lot of trouble sort of giving the jets a lot of reaction to that game maybe they think that there's some chance that you know uh bill belichick is gonna gonna on some level not play this game super hard because i don't know he wants to tank the last game but like i mean he looked like he was playing to to win uh against the bills you know you don't throw your phone in anger after a challenge when you're not trying to win the game um I don't know why this game would be any different. It's not like the the Patriots are in any different position than they were last week. They knew they were already out of the playoffs on Monday night. Um, I, you know, I, this line move just seems really uh, not uh, justified to me. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy to, to lay the three points on, on the Patriots over the jets.
0: Yeah. I mean, one thing I can think of, I don't This this is speculation on my part um, and not something that, I've seen reported out um, is maybe this concern with Cam Newton is that, you know, he's just like, he's shot. His arm has hit that shot point that it had um, in prior seasons. And maybe that has something to do with it. It's just evidence in that bills game that he couldn't get anything going, has people leaning in that direction. But you're right. I mean, whether they end up six and 10 or, or seven and nine, it's not going to dramatically impact their their draft standing. Their ability to potentially get a quarterback is probably going to be fairly low at that point in the draft, no matter what. And if they had to package together you know, picks to move up in the draft, maybe it's not really going to make a material difference on how they would end up doing it. So, yeah, I don't see from a motivation angle why two teams who are out of the playoffs who both want to win this game. I mean, I don't think Bill Belichick wants to say, uh, I lost the Jets, you know, that's he, he he's here. He's going to hear enough in the offseason about how it was all Tom Brady, about how the organization is on the decline, about how they need to blow up the whole thing, including maybe him. Maybe he'll even be talked about as somebody who, who could be let go. I mean, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm jumping a little too quickly on that one. But um, he's going to hear all those things. So I don't think he wants to add a, a loss of the Jets to to all the chatter that he's going to hear anyway.
1: Yeah. And, you know, on the other side, uh you know, I don't, I think Adam Gase probably understands that he's unlikely to survive this season, but, you know, I don't think he wants to be done with the NFL. He wants work, right? And, and to stay in football in some capacity, I assume. And, you know, the more he can put stuff together. So I do think this, I do expect this to be a, a, uh you know a, a competitive or in the sense that the teams are, are both trying if you do you know the one argument maybe for for again that's sort of like hey maybe this is a matchup concern like if there is one thing the jets do kind of well it's defend against the run and the patriots are a running team but again like it's not like we didn't know that a week ago right when this line was ten so yeah i just the, the line movement just doesn't make sense to me
0: Okay, I like that. Uh, well, what else do we have in the in the in the in the bet category in the play category?
1: Uh, yeah, um, you know this will this will uh, probably not not shock you, uh, but uh, Packers are minus five and a half over the Bears. Um, I like I like that a lot. There was a chance that I was going to stay away from this game if the seeding situation worked out where the Packers uh, had the first seed locked up. But they don't. Um, you know, it could be the Packers. It's most likely the Packers, but you know, it could be the the Saints or the Seahawks. And so the the Packers are going to be trying to win. And uh, you know, five. It's five and a half right now. It closed against the Titans around five, right? And the the Bears are not nearly as good of a team as as the Titans are. Um, uh, you know, I mean, maybe you think there's a home field thing, but. You know, there's no fans in Chicago. I don't. I don't think that there's a there's a home field thing here. And uh, you know, both teams again. If you think the weather's a thing, like you know, both teams both teams are, are cold weather teams. Uh, this is not. Uh, you know, the, I just think that the the five and a half is is a little too low for for just how much better the Bears are or the the Packers are, especially on the offensive side of the ball.
0: Now, have you considered this? Uh, it'd be it's difficult to model this, but. Um, it's just destined that the Bears are going to sign Mitch Trubisky to a, a overpriced contract and extend him on so that means he has to win this game and the Bears have to win this game because that is the destiny of the Chicago Bears franchise is to be linked to Mitch Trubisky for I'll, another I'll three four years heaven. Don't so, do this to
1: me, Kevin Don't do this. I'm just saying that
0: might not come through in your model uh, but it, I it, I'm feeling like it should be part of the model if it's uh, not you know
1: I uh, I have to hope that that's not true or uh, uh um, it's
0: going to okay, be a well, miserable you, few years you you could work on work on uh you know Adjusting Uh, that. See if I can tweak that. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe you can bring that in. All right. So let's. Those are those are the two. Those are two big ones. Let's let's look at some lanes here. What what couple lanes do you got for us?
1: Um. Yeah. There's the game between uh Las Vegas Raiders and the Denver Broncos. Um. Both of those teams cannot make the playoffs. Um. This one's actually seen a, a good bit of line movement. Um. Uh. The. It was opened where Denver uh, at home was three with three points, but it's since swung around. So now uh, the Raiders are two and a half point favorites. Um, I, I think that's on the wrong side of the three. Uh, I think that, you know, we're, we're, we're my you know, model would have, uh, you know, expected this to be a little bit closer to, to say three and a half or even four. Um, and obviously two and a half is on on the other side of that. Uh, so, you know, a, a bit of a lean here. I think that the, the Raiders are uh, the better team, especially on offense. And I think that the difference, you know, obviously the Raiders' defense is, is pretty terrible, but the Broncos, even though they're known for their defense and they have Vic Fangio, they've only really performed around average. And that's even if you, you know, throw out some of the, the, the you know, obviously the, the, it wouldn't affect the Broncos' defense as much, but the throw out the game uh, with the, you know, when they were starting a practice squad wide receiver at quarterback. Uh, it, the Broncos defense is just not, not played very well. And, you know, a much, much better quarterback uh, with the Raiders, than Derek Carr. And, you know, he's like 10th in PFF grade versus, uh, you know, 84.0 versus Drew Locke, who's at 60.8. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm happy to lay two and a half with the Raiders here.
0: Now, do you think there's a explanation for that move beyond just having the wrong number originally?
1: Um you know, I think maybe there's some degree of of recency. You know, I think that the, the the Denver performed against the Chargers uh okay last week. You know, it was a loss, but they you know it was about it was only by by three points. Uh, you know, maybe maybe that's factoring in somewhat, you know, conversely if you look at what the Raiders have done. Uh, recently, you know, it was a one point loss to Miami. There was a, th- you know, three point loss to the, to the Chargers, uh, on on Thursday night football in week 15, uh, they did get blown out by the Colts right before that. So, you know, I, I, do think maybe there's just some degree of, uh, the, the, the books were perhaps anticipating, uh, less interest in, in the Raiders. Uh, but you know, as the, the bets have come in, uh. The the public the bets and betters have been more on the Raiders than they anticipated in swung the line around. You know, obviously yeah, those yeah. points in the middle between the threes, the points aren't worth as much as you know you would on uh, if if all if you had the same quantity of movement, but on on the on all on one side of the line.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that, that that makes sense. I'll be interested to see. I'm not sure. I've, I've, have you checked how much does weather go into this? Is there is is weather a factor in Denver this week? I haven't checked.
1: I will. Check that real quickly. I'm seeing for weather in the Denver game, not a whole lot. Partly cloudy, 49 degrees, two-mile-an-hour wind. Yeah, no, that's not one of the games that I'm expecting weather. Yeah.
0: Okay, makes sense. Uh, I like that there. And and what's the last lean that you're looking at? Uh,
1: Last lean I'm looking at is uh, uh, Titans-Texans. The uh, Titans are in the situation where... uh, Uh, they they need they they could need to win to make it in but weirdly they'll know it by game time but even if they don't know it they will need to win to win the division and the way that the NFL has scheduled these games uh, you know is certainly the NFL stating we believe that the the Titans and the Colts even if they're in the playoffs are both still going to want to win these games to to uh, get in the division uh, to win their division, you know, it's going to be one or both of them, or sorry, it can't be both of them, but both of them could be in the winner. So both they're going to try to win. So I do think the Titans are going to try to win. Um, it's possible though, that, you know, if they get farther ahead, then they, then they start, uh, sitting, uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill. And so that actually even makes the Houston bet a little bit better in my view. Um, Texans of course are out. Uh, they are currently, uh, you know, if the, if the season ended today, The Texans would be the third draft pick, Um, but the thing is is not really because they traded it to the Dolphins. So they don't actually care about this pick, Uh, you know, if if they hadn't traded it, I might be worried that they would be deliberately tanking or whatever to try to get a better draft pick perhaps in terms of sitting starters and such, but they don't care about this draft pick because they don't control it. So they're just going to try to win. and you know seven and a half is a really good number it started at 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 four and a half uh now now we're up to seven and a half um you know i I think that the even though the overall offense the titans are better uh i think deshaun watson is the better the better quarterback of the two uh not by a ton but by a little bit at least and also uh i do think that Game management wise, I'm not super impressed with Mike Vrabel. He does tend to run the ball too much um, and be a little bit more conservative than he should be given. Uh, you know that he has uh, until until they lost to the Packers, the the the, you know, the number one or the number one EPA offense. Now it's fallen to number two with the Packers sliding up to number one. But you know the the Titans are a great offensive team, even though the defense is terrible. Both defenses are terrible. This is going to be a really high scoring game. Uh, but yeah, given that I, I, you know, rather have, uh, over seven, uh, you know, the over seven with the, with the Texans here.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is another interesting movement because Deshaun Watson had that play where he got his hand caught in the face mask of, uh, of a defender on the follow through. And he said, he's going to play. He has no issues. Um, I just checked and he's not he's not even on the injury report at all uh, as of Wednesday for Wednesday's practice. So I i don't see any reason why he wouldn't play. But do you think there could be some skepticism about that or the the, the potential that he'd be shut down early, which seems a little bit strange because he's been going out there and, and in some instances getting annihilated, like in that Bears game, um, despite not having the chance of making the playoffs for a few weeks now
1: yeah uh that's totally fair um uh i you know it, given that he's not on the injury report like you were saying i think that it seems very likely that he's gonna play and this probably isn't uh affecting him uh and even if it is you know he does play but but this inhibits him slightly three points especially across a key number like seven seems like a lot of movement for something that i would describe as probably fairly marginal right and i mean you know didn't, the texans a couple years back literally put him on a bus rather than have him travel with the team right like he's he i feel like if there's any reason that he he's gonna he can play he's probably gonna play maybe in a week 17 spot when his team's got a losing record that that that, you know maybe that factors into it a little bit more but i actually think it's more likely kind of i was alluding to at the beginning where you know if the if the titans are scoreboard watching uh you know uh maybe maybe you know and see that the jaguars have somehow pulled a huge upset over indy pretty unlikely or that you know they're up you know multiple scores on on the texans that maybe they're like yeah we can we can give ryan Tannehill a little break and make sure he doesn't get injured before he goes to the playoffs uh and you know uh texans use that sneak in a backdoor cover right oh yeah that, that just seems very in range to me in this game
0: yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think like you mentioned that if there is a contingent uh if there's a, like a contingency which moves things in one direction, it would be more likely than not um taking starters off the field for the Titans. So, uh again, that sounds like a good a good side to be on the Texans on the other side. So, we have two plays, a couple of leans from Lee Sharp. Uh should be a fun Sunday slate. Like I mentioned before, it's all coming through there. Uh, I'm also going to put down a showdown analysis that will come out for that Sunday night game for the DFS single game contest. But for everyone, uh, you have to wait a few more days here to get our football fix. And we'll have at least a handful of great matchups here with playoff implications before we start the first week of the new playoff format of three games on Saturday and three games on Sunday next week. So Lee, thank you so much for joining me and thank everyone for listening. Please rate and review the pod and we'll be coming at you again tomorrow for another edition of the PFF daily betting podcast.